Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we're delving into Exactly What to Say by Phil M. Jones, a game-changing guide that arms you with the most compelling phrases and words to make every conversation count towards your success. Imagine having a toolkit of magic words so powerful they're interpreted directly by the subconscious mind, steering outcomes in your favor with remarkable precision. Phil M. Jones is not only an author but a visionary whose early beginnings at 14, with just a sponge and a bucket, blossomed into a commanding presence in the sales and consultancy world. He writes from hard-won experience backed by a portfolio of best-selling titles like Straightforward, Exactly Where to Start, and Exactly How to Sell. His mission is clear, to help great people become even better. Exactly what to say is essential for anyone intrigued by the profound impact of words on the subconscious, success seekers looking to elevate their communication game, and entrepreneurs eager to hear yes more often from their prospects. If you're determined to unlock the full potential of your interactions and navigate conversations with unmatched confidence, this episode and Phil M. Jones's insights are exactly what you need to listen to. Exactly What to Say, Your Personal Guide to the Mastery of Magic Words. Introduction. Unlock the Power of Persuasion. Imagine we told you, we're not certain this audio journey through Phil M. Jones's masterpiece, Exactly What to Say, is right for you, but you might find it intriguing. Did we catch your attention? It's likely we did. Here's the beautiful catch. The very construction of that sentence is demonstrating the power of the words we're about to dive into. The phrase, I'm not sure if this is for you, but plays a subtle yet profound game with your mind. Initially, it casually suggests there's no pressure. It's entirely up to you to take it or leave it. This releases any defensive walls you might have had up. Then, the intrigue is subtly built by implying there might be something on the other side of but that you wouldn't want to miss. Suddenly, you find yourself leaning in, curious about what comes next. The clever addition of but acts like a linguistic eraser, effectively dismissing the ambiguity that prefaced it. Essentially, the earlier uncertainty is nullified, leaving your mind prepped and eager to explore further. This is a prime exemplar of how strategic language can gently guide a conversation or negotiation in a direction that benefits you. So, with your curiosity peaked and defenses down, let's embark on a journey into the realm of linguistic finesse. We'll unravel more magical phrases that wield the power to navigate conversations and steer business dealings in your favor, just as effortlessly as you've been drawn into this exploration. Ready to unlock the secrets behind the words that work wonders? Part 1. Navigating the Art of Persuasion in Conversations Have you ever pondered how open-minded you truly are? It's a question that tends to make us pause and reflect, as the notion of open-mindedness is almost universally admired. Phil Jones, in his insightful book, Exactly What to Say, illuminates how initiating a conversation with this very question can significantly tilt the scales of persuasion in your favor. Imagine proposing a collaboration by asking, 
Would you be open-minded about us working together on this? Such framing delicately challenges the person to consider their own openness, making a flat rejection less likely. Suddenly, the chances of them embracing your idea jump astonishingly from a mere 50-50 to a whopping 90-10. But what about those situations where the person opposite you is intent on debating, utterly convinced of their stance? Here's where strategic wordplay can turn the tide. The inquiry, what do you know about, provides a gentle yet effective means to pivot the conversation. This approach isn't about outright confrontation, but inviting them to reflect on the basis of their assertions by asking, what do you know about our products? Or what do you know about the way our business operates? You set the stage for enlightening the conversation with facts, possibly shifting perspectives, sans confrontation. Securing a commitment for a meeting or discussion about your proposal, business concept, or product can often seem like a Herculean task amid the relentless busyness that defines our lives. Yet, hope shines through with a simple, purposeful phrase. When would be a good time to, uh... This question does a subtle yet extraordinary job of nudging the person's subconscious towards the expectation that a fitting time does indeed exist making the notion of outright refusal somewhat alien. It's a kind acknowledgement of their busy schedule, paired with the optimistic insistence that an opportunity for engagement is just around the corner. Mastering these conversational tactics isn't about manipulation, but embracing the finesse of steering dialogue in a way that opens doors and minds. It's the art of understanding and applying the subtle power woven into the fabric of our words. Part 2 Mastering the Art of Choice in Conversations When following up on previous discussions or business proposals, maintaining conversational control while being considerate is vital. A tactful way to approach situations where you need an update but want to avoid direct pressure is to use the phrase, I guess you haven't got around to. This not only allows the other person to save face, but also tactfully nudges the conversation in the direction you want. For instance, suggesting, I guess you haven't got around to talking to your partner yet, opens up the door for them to either share their progress or acknowledge the delay without feeling cornered. Ending presentations or pitches by asking, do you have any questions? Seems natural, yet it inadvertently puts the other person in an awkward position, feeling obliged to ask something even when they have no queries. A simple shift to, what questions do you have for me? Changes the atmosphere. Making it okay to not have questions and bringing you closer to your objective without unnecessary detours. When it comes to exchanging contact information, phrasing matters. Instead of the direct, can I have your phone number? Which might hint at intrusion. What's the best number for me to contact you on? Frames it as a presumption of mutual interest. Significantly increasing the chances of a positive response. Furthermore, when guiding someone toward making a decision, especially in business scenarios, offering a curated set of options can be highly effective. For instance, employing the phrase, as I see it, you have three options, does wonders. It not only simplifies the decision-making process for the other person, but cleverly allows you to steer them towards the preferred choice, yours. It's about presenting alternatives in such a way that the optimal path, at least from your perspective, becomes unmistakably clear to them. Consider painting a vivid picture of the scenario, 
someone trapped in a monotonous job craving change. After showcasing an exciting alternative, you outline three paths. Pursuing another similar job, remaining in their current rut, or embarking on the new opportunity with you. By framing the conversation this way and concluding with, and which of those three options is going to be easier for you? You're not just presenting choices, but are positioning your proposition as the logical, most attractive selection. These closing words work like a charm, effectively sealing the deal with the gentle art of persuasion. Part 3. Unlocking Positive Action Through Words In the grand mosaic of life, people typically fall into one of two categories, those who spring into action upon hearing new information, and those who, perhaps, let it slip by untouched. It's a compelling thought, isn't it? This division starts a conversation with an inner challenge, prompting you and your listener to internally declare, I am without a doubt part of the group that takes action. The mere mention of two types of people propels us towards wanting to be seen in a positive light, nudging us towards the action-oriented side of the equation. Now, imagine you're trying to connect with someone on the level of shared experiences. You might say, I bet you're a bit like me. You'd rather be spending your time productively than just mindlessly scrolling through Netflix. This isn't just small talk. It's a strategy. Even if the person doesn't fully see themselves in your statement, it sets a foundation. In agreement, they align with your perspective, smoothing the way for what you're sharing. If not, it reveals valuable insights about them, which you can use to tailor your approach. Moreover, if they've agreed with you, it becomes harder for them to later claim they're too busy for whatever opportunity you're proposing. Reflect for a moment on those if-then statements that shaped your childhood. If you study hard, then you'll get into a good college. These conditional statements, sewn into the fabric of our upbringing, impress upon us that actions have inescapable consequences. This ingrained pattern makes such statements a potent tool in persuasive communication. So, how can these insights serve you in both the professional realm and personal development? Consider the motivational clarity that comes from saying, if you give this a try, then you won't be disappointed. Or the encouraging, if you put this sentence pattern into practice, then you'll certainly see results. These statements don't just communicate a cause and effect relationship, they build an instinctive bridge to positive action and outcomes. This linguistic framework doesn't merely suggest potential benefits, it positions them as logical certainties that follow from the listener's actions. In the dance of dialogue and persuasion, such strategies don't just lead the conversation, they choreograph a pathway to commitment and success. Part 4. Encouraging action with the wisdom of crowds. Picture this, a sunny day at the beach during your childhood, with the thrill of leaping from a rocky ledge into the welcoming sea below. The hesitation is palpable among you and your friends, each awaiting someone else to make the first daring jump. Finally, one child takes the leap, their successful and joyous landing igniting a cascade of enthusiasm among the rest. This shared childhood memory elegantly illuminates a fundamental human tendency. Our inclination to follow the lead of others, seeking reassurance in collective action. Harnessing this inherent behavior in persuasive communication, 
we find the compelling power of two simple words, most people. Invoking this phrase subtly suggests that a proposed action or belief is not just acceptable, but validated by the broader consensus. It taps into our deep-rooted desire to belong, to not stray too far from the pack, anchoring the new idea firmly within the realm of the norm. But how do we transform potential negatives into undeniable positives? This is where the art of labeling comes into play. By introducing a concept or thought with, the good news is, we affix a label that's hard to peel away. This method effectively reframes the perspective, directing focus toward the positive and dissipating any lingering doubts. For instance, reassuring someone uncertain about joining a business venture with, the good news is that other people were in the same position and have since found great success, not only provides comfort but also propels the listener towards envisioning their own potential success story. Now imagine you're at the critical juncture of a conversation. You've detailed your business proposition, navigated through queries and concerns, and now stand on the brink of agreement. However, the path forward suddenly seems murky, threatening to dissolve the groundwork laid so far. It's precisely at this moment that guiding your prospect becomes crucial. Abandoning the process to chance is not an option. Instead, clarity and direction are provided with a simple yet potent phrase. What happens next is, this doesn't demand or coerce. It gently takes the prospect by the hand and leads them towards the agreed upon action, outlining the forthcoming steps with precision. In this way, we don't just offer options or argue for agreement, we guide the journey, ensuring the decision-making process is not a leap into the unknown, but a confident step into a shared future. Part five, smooth sailing to agreement. Picture the scene. It's Friday night and the magic of the movies is calling. You've planned to catch the latest blockbuster with a friend, but alas, a wrench is thrown into the plans. Their car is in the shop. Rather than accepting defeat, you remember a clever tactic. The if I can, will you strategy. If I can pick you up and bring you back home afterward, will you be ready by 8pm? You propose. Suddenly. What seemed like a night spent apart becomes a shared adventure. This approach, versatile in its essence, can also navigate the tricky terrain of negotiating terms, such as matching a price to seal a deal. But what about when you're faced with a harder task, turning a no into a yes? It's a delicate maneuver, requiring you to engage the gears of their decision-making towards the more neutral territory of maybe. A powerful tool in your arsenal here could be, before you make your mind up, this invitation to reconsider, to revisit the details and perhaps uncover missed elements can realign the conversation towards agreement. The I need more time to think objection is one we've all faced. It's often less about needing time and more about a reluctance to decide. Now, outright asking, what is it you need to think about, might come across as confrontational. However, dressing it with a touch of curiosity, just out of curiosity, what is it you need to think about, transforms it into an open, non-threatening query. Followed by a patient pause, this question can lead to revealing genuine concerns to address or realizing that there are no true barriers left to making a decision. In weaving through the conversational labyrinth, discovering objections and gently guiding towards a resolution, 
just out of curiosity, becomes a magic phrase that softens the edges of probing questions, making them more approachable and less intrusive. Remember, amidst the swirl of these magical phrases designed to ease the flow of conversation and decision-making, there's a simple yet profoundly reassuring pair. Don't worry. Just like a calming balm, these words have the power to soothe anxieties and bring serenity to high-stress situations. Mastery of these phrases is not just about remembering to use them, but understanding their subtle impact and how to deploy them to navigate through conversations with grace and ease. With practice, you'll find these magical words not only help in reaching agreements, but in creating more meaningful and harmonious interactions. Final summary. Harnessing the power of the perfect words at the right moment can dramatically reshape our interactions, turning potential hurdles into pathways for success. Throughout our journey, we've introduced you to a treasure trove of phrases and strategies designed to guide conversations toward positive outcomes. Yet, an essential truth to embrace is the inherent uniqueness of each person and situation we encounter. While these magic words have the potential to unlock doors and build bridges in many scenarios, they are not a universal key. It's crucial to acknowledge that people's responses will vary, and there will be times when even the most carefully chosen words might not achieve the desired effect. This realization, rather than being a cause for disappointment, should serve as an encouragement to persist and refine your skills. Consistent practice is the gateway to mastery. Each interaction provides a new canvas on which to apply these strategies, allowing you to gauge their effectiveness and adapt as needed. Embrace these opportunities to learn and grow, understanding that the true magic lies not just in the words themselves, but in how they are delivered. Your journey with these magic words is much more than a quest for persuasive power. It's an expedition toward becoming a more impactful communicator. Through dedication, ambition, and the relentless drive to improve, you'll transition from merely counting your conversations to making every conversation count. Armed with these insights and your newfound linguistic toolkit, you are well equipped to navigate the complexities of human interaction, creating meaningful and lasting connections. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.